Okay, it has been rectum fried, my man. That sounds delish. <laughs> Give me that rectum extra fried. <laughs> Alright, let me check and make sure the recording shit is still good to go. And we are good. Alright. Let's fucking. Alright. So let's fucking pour our drink and let's fucking get going. Ladies and gentlemen and everything in between, welcome to our Memento Moron Stanley Kubrick Deep Dive episode. Wasn't really planning on doing this, but since it's just me and Ben today, figure we can geek out a bit on it. It's one of my personal favorite film directors. I think he's a legend. The only way to talk about his movies are to say it's a Kubrick film. And... That's what we're about to do, talk about Kubrick films. So, uh, we'll just go down our small roster. We got Benjamin Bain, the man extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Also, aspiring film guy on the offhand chance that shit lets me do it! <laughs> yes, and then we have me, Matt Buendia, the man with no ball hair. <laughs> Which, hey! Just joking, I have plenty. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so Stanley freaking Kubrick, man. Oh, my God. He is an American film director. He's a producer, screen, screenwriter, photographer, mm-hmm. and frequently cited as one of the greatest filmmakers in cinema history because he totally fucking is. Oh. Uh, he was born in July 26, 1928 in New York, and he died March 7, 1999 in the U-fucking-K... Yep. We should go bug his children, though, Vivian and Anya. No. Hey, eh, I was about to say if they're hot, then sure, but no, they're probably in their, like, 60s. <laughs> Hell yeah. You should go singing in the rain there, but, uh, I don't know, I guess we'll start with, uh, how's the first time you kind of hurt, like, what's the first Kubrick movie you saw? It's actually a tie for me between, um... Full Metal Jacket and 2001 A Space Odyssey, which are still two of my most favorite fucking movies, if I was to have a top ten. Um, I think I think it was 2001, because whenever I was little, you know how uh, Discovery Channel actually used to have educational shit, but every now and then it would have you know some off-the-wall type stuff? Yeah. Well... There was an educational tie-in with 2001 A Space Odyssey, if I'm not mistaken, um, with regards to uh, a man a man by the name of Arthur C. Clarke, who uh, was a, played a crucial part in developing a communication satellite. And yeah, the C stands for cunt. <laughs> well, he's getting a hell of a lot of cunts with that with those fucking accolades. But uh, goddamn right. But yeah, I think. Um, but yeah, I heard about I heard about that, and it basically sent me down a little bit of a rabbit hole as a little kid. And then I found myself in the Sci-Fi Channel, 
uh, as they were playing 2001 A Space Odyssey, and I was just fucking enamored with it. That would be such a hard movie to watch as a child for me, man. Because even, it's, it's only wrong, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, it's, but it's like still very long and boring. <laughs> but not, I mean, not even as long, like, because, I mean, there's, like, Barry Lyndon mm -hmm. is one that not many people I talk to have even seen, and that one's probably, like, four hours, and that one's really boring. It's a period piece about some French dude who just keeps jumping sides. He's trying to marry his cousin. He's just a dickhole. Yeah. But, like, it's still a masterpiece because, like, the whole sets, the pieces, the, the amount of work that went into just everything man because he already he did everything cinematically already man mm -hmm. but like there's there's you know some the main two that pop out usually are clockwork orange yeah and the and the shining and full metal jacket too as well man that i, I feel yeah. like that gets a lot and you know 2001 still does too but like man that's just it's a kubrick films aren't like fun unless you're like a scenophile you know yeah because like i remember i i didn't and this was before i even knew stanley kubrick was but i just heard about clockwork orange on like a fucked up movie list and i went and downloaded that shit on limewire man but the... so i'm watching it in the computer room my grandma's in the room right next to me <laughs> She just hears like singing on the right. Like, what is going on in there? Like, nothing. Just stay there. Do that <laughs> damn thing. Like, yeah, that was kind of my first. Like, I don't even know where the obsession came from. Like, probably somewhere during high school or something, man. Because you know, like you, you watch movies or something, and a lot of people they have favorite movies, but you know, I I get obsessed with things I'm enamored with, especially with music. If I like the music, I look at the band, I go into, like, all the, their lives. I want to know about them, want to know what, what they like. Same yeah. thing once I, I just, I kept watching Clockwork Orange over and over again. Not, like, back to back to back, that'd be insane. But, I think it was just probably, like, fourth or fifth time when you're finally just, it kind of clicks. And you're like, oh, he's just a dickbag. Yeah. No. Well, I mean... I think, I think with regards to Kubrick, my fascination with him started with Full Metal Jacket, because I absolutely loved 2001: A Space Odyssey, but of course that was when I was little and yeah. I mean, well, fuck, dude, you you've known me for long enough. I'm a fucking weirdo. I find interest in all the in the most weird of things. I'm the only fucking person I know that would probably sit at the age of eight years old and watch the entirety of 2001. <laughs> See, I, I've, I, I watch it. Like, I, I, I try to make sure I watch Kubrick films multiple times a year. But I, the only time I've ever sat through it in one sitting, because I, anytime I was, I watch it, I end up going to sleep, and then the next day I start where I left off, finish <laughs> the movie. Yeah. But I find I made it one, one full sitting, three hours, boom, three hours of space, cool. Then my wife comes home from work. I just rented Interstellar. Like, <laughs> oh, that's like three more hours of space. I just watched... I just just put it in. Let's just get this over with. I just watched Space Dick Simulator. <laughs> Dude, like there's the robot chicken sketch, like 2001 A Space Odyssey. 
Now with boobs. <laughs> There's a bunch of naked girls in space and shit. It's but yeah, no Full Metal Jacket's fucking fire too, man. Oh yeah, and Full Metal Jacket is. There's one thing I really like about Kubrick is, a lot of his movies have similar, have similar structure with regards to the scene, like a, the style of it, so to speak. Yes, he's meticulous about every fucking thing. But, but it doesn't have to be a slow burn all the fucking time. Like, well, for example, with 2001 A Space Odyssey, it starts up with everybody going up to this fucking space station with the rotating gravitational mass and all that shit, and it's got the classical music playing. And yeah, and it still looks mind-blowing, man. And them walking in circles. and Yeah, even though it was made in 1968. Yeah, um, man, because he helped make the moon landing, man. <laughs> but no, and like basically the only uh, the only thing that uh, would jump out at you at that point in time is quite literally the transport ship that looks like a cock and balls. But yeah, for real, bro. <laughs> but then you go into Full Metal Jacket, and it's Marine Corps basic military training. You see these fuckers getting shaved. Then you like within the first five minutes, the biggest fattest fuck of the fucking group is getting choked to death by his fucking drill instructor. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I remember I watched that one with my grandma, dude. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is insane. Like, why are we watching this? I will I will say, on a bit of a personal note, I did kind of get some inspiration um, to push for eventually my own little short film project on the off, you know, whenever I'm actually able to get serious with it, you know. Yeah. With a, you know, resource-wise, not necessarily mindset-wise. I mean, fuck, if I had the resources right now, you'd bet your ass I would be beating down your door, Dalton's door, Connor's door, and I'd be like, motherfuckers, let's go. But, let's uh, go time. <laughs> but, uh, like, Kubrick's first short film, he had a, he had a school friend uh, that, actually, uh, that actually he went to class with all the way up through high school and had an intention of directing a film version of Homer's Iliad. And he had to raise $40,000 for it. So yeah, Back in the day, 40000 was almost been a lot. Yeah. And, he just, 60s. and then he decided to make a short film documentary about the boxer uh, Walter Cartier. And... Um, Killer's Kiss or because well, I got some like his movies brought up, but then it's also just a bunch of documentaries about him and stuff too. So, but uh, the one thing that kind of hooked me as as relatable was that to make that movie happen, he rented a camera and produced a and produced it. It was a 16 minute long black and white documentary called Day of the Fight. Damn and, man, <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, this is relatable. Well, I like this guy. Yeah, this is your student film, like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, student film's a fucking documentary. So I've made my list through. I think the only one I still need to see is the killing. Mm-hmm. I've seen Lo- I've seen Lolita. because yeah. I have like a pack. I have The Shining, two thousand one, Clockwork Orange, Eyes Wide Shut, and Full Metal Jacket and Barry Lyndon. Um, my my friend let me borrow Lolita and Paths of Glory. Paths of Glory is pretty good too, man. That's about like uh, these military dudes that like fuck up and they're just they're waiting to get executed, man. And it's yeah, pretty pretty neat. I've seen Spartacus too, but I was back on drugs when that when I watched it. And I wasn't even paying attention, so 
I think you actually missed one movie. Doctor Strangelove? Negative. Fear no. and Desire? Uh, AI, Artificial Intelligence. No, well, yeah, but, you know, that happened. He died. Yeah. And then oh, it was... It was no. Steven Spielberg tried to... Yeah. Steven Spielberg tried to half make his movie and half make Kubrick's movie. That's why that film was so awkward and there would be gorgeous scenes, but then it would be like some shitty comedy scene or something. It's like it's just a weird movie. I will say the scenes where um, the kid is basically following the parents around all the time. It was This is right before... Uh, the wife has the huge-ass fucking breakdown. She's already at odds with her husband for getting it done in the first place because she sees this as him trying to replace their kid. And uh, she just uh, she ends up hiding him inside a fucking broom closet. And she's just like, go the fuck away from me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you don't put kids in broom <laughs> closets, then where, you, where else are you going to put your brooms? The, the, the way that it could have been portrayed is better in my mind would be more of a goofy kind of thing with some um uh, with some atmosphere go in your closet maxie go <laughs> but no it would have atmospheric uh music to match the goofiness and stuff you know like you, you know what i'm fucking talking about like that poppy stuff that's that's usually played whenever someone's doing stupid shit <laughs> kind of no, you need to need the tuba <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we need to find a fat guy to play the tuba. Um, but yeah, that would probably suit it better than the kind of, sort of, but not really creepy music that they tried to play during the whole thing. They're trying to give the kid the the air of a serial killer when all he really fucking was was a damn uh, Furby that was trying to learn shit. <laughs> Furbies are the fucking devil, man. They are. Kubrick should have made a movie about that. Call it the Furby Phenomenon. Why not? <laughs> no, but I mean, he's... Okay, so, like... Kubrick essentially has made... Every genre of movie, man. In a, in a way, because he's got the horror movie, he's got the sci-fi. Mm -hmm. He's got he's the got action. The, yeah, the action movies. He's got a comedy. Doctor Strangelove is a comedy. Mm -hmm. And I've only seen that once, and I really want to watch it again. I I have yet to watch that one. I need to. It's on my watch list. Just like the dude playing Doctor Strangelove, um, he kept like he didn't want to do the super crazy over the top Nazi guy. Yeah. But Kubrick was like, "All right, we'll we'll do your take, and then we'll do one harder one, and then we'll do a super crazy one." And then he used all of that dude's super crazy fucking takes. I think his name's Peter Seller or something. Yeah. Because, like, then Barry Lyndon's, like, a period piece. Dude, Lolita was fucking weird, too, man. Some dude trying to, uh... He was obsessed with, like, a 16-year-old girl and shit. Like... Yeah. Because, like, in a way, you're, like, kind of rooting for them. But then you're like, wait, no, gross. Stop, you, you weirdo. You're just like, aw. Wait a second. Ah! <laughs> dude, they had a full slapstick comedy moment in there. <laughs> they're driving and then he's like oh well, she's like well we gotta stop at a hotel and she's totally giving him like come sleep in the bed with me signs and he's trying to just have them send a bed up and so when the bellboy shows up with this foldable bunk 
dude, the whole thing is like dude, they're getting like pillows thrown on their heads and just falling over and it's super loud. Yeah. It and uh, little did we know this was the inspiration for the so for the police's song "Don't Stand So Close to Me." <laughs> yeah, because if you play "Don't Stand So Close to Me" and "Stand By Me," then nothing happens. They cancel each other out. That's true. They're just fucking awkwardly standing there. I heard you just start like disappearing within your body. Ah! <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I will say. With uh, with regards to The Shining, yes, I, I was about to bring up The Shining. Yeah, it's, it's we could just kind of go down the movies, man. That's fine. It seems like we're kind of meshing with this shit, dude. <laughs> <coughs> now with The Shining, I I really fucking love the way that uh, he got Jack Nicholson to play his fucking part. Well, I mean, as great as it is. That's just Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> well, true. At the same at the same time, though, with uh, okay, a little bit better, a little bit better example. The interaction with the uh, side characters and stuff, like the fucking uh, butler or the bartender that just shows up like he's supposed to be there, but he's not really there. Instead of the hair of the dog. Maybe. Yeah. I think actually, I might have to look into this afterwards. But um, the uh, the wife, she was actually legitimately scared whenever he was. Dude, he 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 made sure that everyone treated her like shit. He wanted her to be the distressed mother, and so he just disregarded her all the time. He they pretty they they abused the shit out of that woman. She was she lost her hair, man. She went like crazy after that. Oh shit! I mean, she didn't go crazy crazy. But, yeah, dude, she's pretty much stopped acting. She did, like, a couple more movies, but... It's... I mean, it, it shows, though. But, like, even even the uh, all-work-no-play-makes-jack-a-dull-boy, like... Who was on typing that? Because, you know, <laughs> like, that's, that's someone sat there, and, like, that was their job to type hundreds and hundreds of different versions of... Like, that's <clears throat> got to make you kind of go crazy, too, if you're you're just stuck in repetitive mode because even even the scene with the bat and the staircase mm -hmm. apparently they did that like over 120 times god so damn. by the time at the end they're just everyone's fucking exhausted man hmm. but like also you everyone every time i watch documentaries or something they're like oh well you already know if you're working with him like you're this is what you're doing and you're gonna do it or you're just like Trust me, you're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, see, I did not know about the the abuse bullshit. I guess it. Might well, have... I'm not. I mean, just like. Well, the disregarding, it, it... like the harsh treatment and shit. Yeah, man. She he he, purposely like treated her like crap. I mean, not like anything. Like they didn't lock her up and beat her up or nothing, but you know, just being ignored and stuff. Yeah, no, I understand. I was about to say it's almost kind of like an Alfred Hitchcock light. Because you know what happened with um, the birds, right? Uh, I know that the lady in a Psycho, uh, she only took baths after that movie. Yeah. Uh, but no. Yeah, they threw birds, actual birds at her. Yes, actual fucking birds. 
because me and Devin legit watched Birds the uh, like a couple years ago. It was a fine movie. It was it was suspenseful. Like I I get. I I really want to go down some more Alfred Hitchcock eventually, but yeah, it, dude, the ending just kind it just kind of ends. It's <laughs> like such a shitty ending to him. Like what? You just like didn't know what to do and just like ah the end. Yeah. It was like a back with back to the shining like i um <coughs> surprisingly i always like it'll either be that or clockwork orange to like my go to sleep movies which is terrible kind of cuz a couple times i wake up to like red ram red ram <laughs> and it scared the shit out of me one night dude i had to just like ah! but um i was training this dude at work uh earlier this year his name was david and we clicked immediately man i brought up kubrick and he's like he should actually be on this episode too, but I don't know what he's fucking doing right now. But, <laughs> um, nah, man, we just clicked, man. And he, he, he was like, yeah, dude, Kubrick's like a god, bro. You seen Barry Lyndon? And I was like, holy fuck, you've seen Barry Lyndon? Like, Jesus, man. But, uh, what happened was, um, this theater in Austin was playing The Shining. And Aww, I was like, bro, we gotta shit. go. Cause I've never seen a Kubrick film in theaters and neither has he. <laughs> So we got the we went on a little mandate, bro. It was awesome. Oh fuck yeah, bud. But what I will say is, I've never heard the movie like that before. It, it was terrifying. The movie's already pretty fucking creepy when you watch it, but I've seen it a fuck ton of times. But this time, when when you hear the just the discordance of the violins and shit, and it's shaking the chair, like it became its own character to a point I've I've never felt its presence like that before bro so it was even he was like bro that was insane like i legit got had chills man yeah well that's i mean that's that's one reason why i'm always trying uh trying oftentimes failing of course because of you know bullshit going on but i'm always wanting to at least make an effort to see my favorite my favorite movies that are coming out or the ones that I have the highest hopes for in the theaters because try as you might with the fucking streaming services and bullshit you cannot replace the theatrical experience you cannot no absolutely not like even like that's why I really wish we would have went and seen Mad Max Fury Road in the theaters because that that was a badass movie when I watched them we rented it and I was like fuck we should have saw this in theaters instead of seeing Avengers 2 Fucking popcorn movie bullshit. <laughs> but no, um, actually, little fun fact, uh, in my production, my film production class, we had to take some effects from a movie, practical effects, and then uh, tell, our, tell our instructor exactly how we would do it, what the budget would be, and everything. And we actually phoned a, uh, a film production company that's that specializes in like breakable glass like sugar glass and shit and we essentially did a shot for shot recreation of the 18 wheeler scene hell um, yeah from whatever they whatever they fucking whatever they fucking uh, raid the 18 wheeler and it's getting sh and uh, their car's getting shot up and shit and what in Mad Max Fury Road oh yeah 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 cause uh we had a. Uh, it was like a Chevy Bel Air or some shit. Basically, my inner car nerd was going off 
whenever I was watching this scene, and I was like, I know what fucking car that is. And so I looked it up, looked up the exact dimensions and stuff, and I called the guys up. And I was like, yeah, I need some sugar glass for a car window, and it's for this. It's these dimensions. And, you know, they quoted us the price and everything. It was, it was pretty cool. That's neat. That way, I mean, you... Because that's all the extra work that goes into creating, man. It's, it's a whole process of unseen stuff, man. Oh, yeah. Most dude. people just see the result. They never see the work. Yeah. But I'm one of those that appreciates the work and the time and the effort. And... Hell yeah. Because, like, even then, like, uh, I think I've only seen Eyes Wide Shut, like, maybe, like, four or five times. Which yeah. is still a lot for a movie. It's not a fun movie. I mean, it's pretty much all about, like, infidelity. And yeah. It, it's... I remember the last time I was watching it, I got really baked, and it was kind of awesome because I was just happy Tom Cruise was sad. <laughs> but, uh, no, man, Vincent kept walking out for a minute. And I'm like, dude, Bubba, stay in your room, please. But then once he gets to the the mansion where there's pretty much just a giant sex orgy with a bunch of masked fucking illuminati fucking evil shit i was like bubba you do not come out of your room <laughs> like do not but like i still laugh during that because there's like he's walking around watching all these people bang and stuff and there's a scene where there's just a waiter who's being a table for two people fucking on his back but there's a person wearing a mask in the back with an o face and he just looks super shocked yeah that kind of sounds like a scene that would that would kind of fit if you were to jerry-rig it into that scene from Requiem for a Dream where Jennifer Colony is going ass-to-ass. Ass. I actually just watched that movie, like, two nights ago. <laughs> I Like, whenever we moved in, because, oh yeah, uh, we're finally moved in, in case anyone's interested out, out there in this theoretical <laughs> audience. But, uh, no, we, we had to wait to get our internet, so those are the moments I'm glad I own fucking like three shelves of DVDs and Blu-rays. Mm -hmm. But I knew I wanted to watch some Quentin Tarantino and I needed to rewatch fucking Requiem for a Dream because Darren Aronofsky is another really good-ass fucking director. Good shit. Really good shit. But hell yeah, dude. And I still need to see A Clockwork Orange. Holy shit. I still can't believe I haven't seen it yet. Dude, it's literally on every streaming service, pretty much. Yeah, I just need to... I need to slow my roll, take a deep breath whenever I actually have some time, and just fucking watch it, because... Well, hell, you know, I've been clear across the fucking country and back over the last two weeks. Yeah. But, but um... Yeah, that's definitely... That's definitely on my I got... It's, it's just my... I have like three posters of this. Like I don't. I don't know why I love it so much. I just do. Like it's. It's my go-to Kubrick film. It's interesting to look at. It's not too boring. It's, well, it's definitely not fucking boring. It's probably because of. Let well, just... let's face it. You got. <laughs> You've got a mindset that one might classify as delightfully fucked up. Yes. <laughs> But like, like there, I mean that that's that's, because when it when even when he made it, man, mm -hmm. everyone hated it. They were they were cursing his name and stuff, and he felt so bad because he's like they they don't understand the movie. So he took it away for like a couple years, man, before he re-released it somewhere. 
Yep. But like, dude, you have someone breaking into someone's house and like raping them, and like even the singing in the rain. They were trying to do the rapey scene and they couldn't. Just it wasn't working, man. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, Alex, you know how to like sing or anything? It's like, I can't really sing, but I know the lyrics to "Singing in the Rain." So they started doing that. And then uh, someone else, you know, so they're filming it and shit. And the other dude's like, dude, like, what are you? We don't even have the rights to this song. He's like, well, then get your ass out there and get the fucking rights to the song. <laughs> and then side note to that, because the guy that wrote that went to the premiere. And bro, he was so disappointed that they used the song for that. But see, what that does is that crosses your fucking wiring mm-hmm. in your fucking brain when you watch it. Because now you can never not think of... If you've seen A Clockwork Orange... That's singing in the rain, not fucking homie spinning around in a black and white movie. No, that shit's gone. It it crosses your fucking wiring a bit of like they're doing this terrible things, but they're they're like jolly about it. Like I shouldn't be seeing that. They shouldn't be like that. Kind of like. But the... the whole point of Clockwork Orange, which is actually the book that the author is writing, whose wife gets raped, is a Clockwork Orange. Yeah. But it's about. You um you can't take an organic m- material and make it mechanic essentially. That's what the re- revitiligo technique is. They're taking away his will to choose. I thought revitiligo was the opposite of what. Wait, Michael yeah, yeah, Jackson yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of the Boondocks and shit. Yeah, <laughs> revitiligo. Freaking Uncle oh. Ruckus, no relation. God dang. That would have to be an episode all its own. I fucking love the Boondocks. Bro, I was going to suggest we do an Adult Swim episode anyway. Hell yeah. I think uh, we can cover more ground that way. Let's jot that shit down for another one, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah, bud. Uh, but no, I think... I think the, the reason why you like it is just because of the freaking clash. I mean, from everything that I've... From everything that I've uncovered about it, like I haven't watched anything that's spoilerish, but just a synopsis of the movie itself is that it's like I can only equate it to a shot of tequila because it's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> it hits you, your you, system. You don't know what it's gonna do to you, and you just pop it. You're like ah, ugh. yeah. It, it it's a shock. Don't know to if your... I should have done that. Yeah, it's a shock to your fucking system, but then you take the salt and the lime, and then. Next thing you know, you feel a little loose and you feel a little good, depending on your tolerance. But you know what I mean. I would also suggest maybe put on subtitles because it's a it the off or what's his name Anthony Burgess Burgess yeah the actual author of the novel Clockwork Orange he invented his own like street talk called like Next Nath or something but oh y'all bollocks it you know great bloody y'all blockers to you. Uh, so like we, it's it, we, they had their their own slang, so essentially you have to learn this whole other language, kind of, and you can kind of learn what words mean what. We gotta do, we gotta get some it, of our UK buddies in on this shit. They might help us with translating. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I already understand a good because I actually listened to the audiobook of it, and it's pretty spot on. Yeah. The only difference was the book has an extra chapter, where. Because pretty much in the movie, you know, he's a, he's a mean fucking, he's a he's a gang leader. He's a piece of shit. He's a rapist. Becomes a murderer. He goes to jail. He goes to fucking prison. 
then he, like, offers to, like, yeah, I'll go through this treatment where, like, yeah, he's cured. He can't do violence or sex, but he also can't, he gets sick every time he thinks of it. And then he ends up at the fucking doorstep after being beat up by his old friends of the author whose wife he raped. And the wife had since committed suicide due to the trauma. Yeah. He ends up singing, singing in the rain again, taking a bath at the dude's house, which drives him into fucking PTSD mode. And then he knows what he's doing, so they poison him. And then he knows he can't handle music either because Beethoven was playing over all the videos they were forcing him to watch. Yeah. So now his favorite band, Beethoven, <laughs> makes him sick to his stomach. So he's just blaring it. Da, 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 and so homie jumps out. Fucking, he's like, it's just better to snuff it. End it all. Jumps out, tries to kill himself. But that knocks loose whatever programming they did to him. So then he wakes up in the fucking hospital. And the same dude that paid for the programming is like, ah, never mind, man. Those were crazy. Like, you're good to go. So... It ends with him being able to be a piece of shit again. Oh, and it was fucking wonderful, brothers. <laughs> so that's how the movie ends. Like, all right, he's a piece of shit again. In the book, it goes to the the last chapter starts out just like the first one did, but now he's got three other buddies, and now he actually is like the kingpin he always viewed himself to be. But he's also fucking bored. He's just done with it. Yeah. Even when they go out to get a drink, he's like, I'll just take a small beer. And they're like, you okay, boss? He's like, you know what? Y'all just y'all just go. Y'all do what y'all are going to do. I'm, I think I'm done. Yeah. But America was like, fuck that. That guy's a nerd. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, let, let's be fucking honest here. We got... Oh, shit. We got Connor in on this. I just got back. Skim Beeble, man. Skim Beeble. Oh, shit. Skim we got Beeble. We got fucking Dalton, too. Oh, shit. I'm actually making Skim Beeble and KOTOR. Oh, god damn it. KOTOR. <coughs> I forgot where we were at. Uh, it, you just mentioned the uh, the ending of, uh, like, the book ending of uh, Clockwork oh, Orange. Yeah. They are, Connor. <laughs> oh wow! Like you're recording just the two of you? Just the two? Yes. Yeah. We've been doing the. We've just been talking about Kubrick, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's not about serial killers. No. I want that to be with all of you. Yeah. Ah, fair enough. Y'all are my friends. I know, but the thing is, I have a book I wanted to use for it, but I'll leave it for later. So go ahead and just continue with Kubrick. <laughs> <laughs> the only movie I know for Kubrick is The Shining. Actually, what about the shining? I we mean, we can hit on the shining because we didn't we didn't do too much on it. Oh, there's also Doctor Sleep. That's not. That doesn't count. It's not canon. Not to Stanley Kubrick, no. It's canon to The Shining as a Stephen oh. King novel, but not to Stanley Kubrick's version of Stephen King's novel. Oh, never mind. I'm dumb. Hey, Stanley, Stanley Kubrick said, "Fuck you, Stephen King," and even flipped his yellow bug in a fucking car wreck at the beginning of it. <laughs> there was even uh, there was a thing once where people believed that Stanley Kubrick wanted to shoot on like was the guy who shot the uh, moon landing. But then Kubrick is such a fucking you know like he has everything perfect, so he just went to the moon. <laughs> I mean, yeah. How else would he do it? It has to be real. It has to be real, so he paid for See, that's why I resonate with Kubrick so much. During that fucking paranormal manhunt film that we shot, 
I didn't want to have a fake ass knife. I wanted Dalton to stab you with a real knife. <laughs> yeah, that knife came really close too, which was kind of awesome because I was like, oh, it doesn't stab me. You were actually afraid that I was going to stab you. <laughs> no, but getting slightly nicked, yeah. <laughs> I but honestly, I, I would use it. You use it. You keep rolling. Uh huh. I think it was shit at you, literally. Uh, hey, fun fact apparently, the first ever presidential assassination to take place, not successfully, but in general, was for Andrew Jackson. Yeah. yeah, he fucking shot the pig. He got mad and beat the dude with a stick. Yeah, I know. But anyway, this is a Kubrick episode, not assassinations episode. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> okay, Connor just comes in like, guess what, guys? We're changing the topic. <laughs> sorry, like, I mean, we 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 could just record, like, keep recording and just use this for another one. I don't know. We I don't could, care. We could do. We could do. Uh, uh, Stanley Kubrick and. Um, and murderous people. Other... Yeah. What where have y'all what have y'all talked about so far? We've just been talking about Kubrick movies, man. We can keep it on movies if you want, and just talk because like I just watched Mad God the other day, yesterday, and it was insane. I need to rewatch it because like I really felt uncomfortable at a lot of times. It's really, super dude. It was. It's not a fun movie, man. It's fucking gross, but it's magnificent. That just means I gotta watch it even more. Dude, just sign up for Shutter, free free trial, boom, it's right there. Done. Cancel this it. Video is sponsored by Shutter. Hey, oh, actually, you gotta go get Shutter. Telling you, you're gonna love it. Did y'all talk about a short film he tried to do in high school? Uh, uh, ben talked about the one he did about the boxer. Yeah. He, tried, he wanted to do one about the Iliad. Yes. Yes, he did mention that. Which I found found out that Iliad actually just roughly translates to Troy story. Troy story. Troy story yeah. Oh man, I bet that one's great from Pixar. Uh, you got a friend in a horse. You do not have a friend in the horse. You got a friend in the horse. God dang it! In the horse. You got the people there, but I got two. But I got Troy in the horse too. <laughs> But Just yeah, guess please. what we gonna do, cause I got the friend. people in the hoy. <laughs> but yeah, since I can't really chime in much on Kubrick, cause I don't know much about him, I'll dip out. I mean, you guys can't different continue. Kubrick things. Though. I yeah. know, but I don't know. Just still, like, I'm just happy you're here, man. I'm like finally back on my computer. I'm in my apartment right now. Like, things are good. Yeah. The Marzvolta's back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he did the 2001 Space Odyssey too, God. I, 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 I never that. saw that. Also, well, you want to talk about The Shining, bud? The Shining and... Full Metal Jacket? Yes, that's all I know. What's your major malfunction, numb nuts? I like dick, sir. Wait, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Spartacus. I'm Spartacus. I know it's me, I'm Spartacus. 2001, the 2001 Spartacy. The Space Odyssey. <laughs> 2001, the uh, I'm Spartan. I'm space. <laughs> I'm space Odyssey. See, I'm a space Odyssey. See, you're Spartacus. I'm Spartan Cuss. God fucking shit! Damn it! <laughs> and uh, that that and uh, Matt is also Sparta, you know, cocksucker. I'm Spanish Cuss. I'm Spanish Cuss. <laughs> Spanish eh? Simon. I said, ah oh, shit. See here. Oh, there's another. There's actually another short film just kind of bouncing away, fucking back. Um, 
Dude was born in the 20s. It's always way back. <laughs> he died in 99. Yep. Yes. Hey, but... I just learned a lot about Kubrick by doing a short little, like, just look through. So I don't know what you guys talked about. Yeah, he died right after making Eyes Wide Shut, man. Mm -hmm. I guess his eyes were wide shut. Are you saying my eyelids are fat, you son of a bitch? Yeah. So, so, so my eyelids are wide now, huh? They're wide shut, bitch. Fuck you, Tom Cruise, you little <laughs> short-ass, crooked-tooth-looking nigga. Why are you looking at my middle tooth? My middle tooth ain't looking at you. Actually, it is. It's looking at me and my friend. Dude, when Ben and I were watching Top Gun, I just couldn't get over his fucking middle tooth, man. It's impossible to unsee. Admission impossible. Like, sorry for anybody who we just ruined fucking Tom Cruise, but... Uh, yeah, spoiler warning, Tom Cruise is gay. No, what? he's... No. Less Canadian next time, gay. Oh, he's fucking gay, oh, bud. he's fucking gay, bud. Yeah, oh, fuck it. Fucking gay, bud. Oh, actually, surprise, this is just a Tom Cruise's gay podcast for you little fucking ears, you little bastards. Oh, to teach it, hard to do. Tom Cruise is gay, so... I bet clitoris. I thought you were about to say, I bet clitoris, and I was like, fucking finish that. What are you going with it? Oh, I bet the fucking clitoris, you fucking asshole. I bet the fucking clitoris right off. It was oh, just flopping around there like oh, a little jelly bean. Fucking clitoris. Oh, well, fuck this shit. I'm gonna get in my Ford clitoris and drive on out. But, um. But, um. To chime but, um, in on <laughs> with, uh. To chime in at least a little bit on Dr. Sleep, I know it's not from Kubrick, but. Can we fucking talk about the fact that there's a scene where these adults just fucking kill a child? Yes, they're fucking sleep demons man yeah and i loved literally watching apparently the behind the scenes apparently every actor actually killed the child <laughs> it's like, no it's the fact that every actor who had to do it was uncomfortable with the whole thing it's like yeah i wasn't too happy with what we were doing i mean if you were okay with killing a child you might need to go see a psychiatrist you might need a psychiatrist if you're okay with killing a child i'm jeff foxworthy and be like <laughs> Epstein did not kill children. I know. He killed their dreams. Yes. Yeah, he killed and, their dreams and... And he and bruised their, he bruised their buttholes. Gaped their holes. Yeah, we're getting off topic way more than we should. Well, yeah, so, y'all came in here like a, like a fat out of hell. <laughs> oh, no, me and this dude were talking about it. I was like, hey, man, did you hear about that freaking... The whole sex pedophile ring that was really huge and nobody's done shit about it? He's like... Well, yeah, I heard about it. I was like, Ukraine had the most fucking people there who were sold into sex slavery, and now they're getting fucked up by Russia, so. Well, damn. Not to get political, but you know what? Fuck all of them. They're all fucking assholes. Literally. See, that's why I know we have a great life, because I was just, like, worried about my Wi-Fi and shit. <laughs> so, like, yeah, man. Look around at what you got. And you be very thankful you're not fucking in war or, or black. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. We love our black people here. I'm, I, I grew up at, with a bunch of black people. I think they forced me to grow up. Dude, your step-grandfather's black. Yeah, you well, said I was grandfathered in. Yep. <laughs> with the brothers. Oh. oh. What the fuck? <laughs> what the hell?
Uh, well, he, he had this piece of ice that looked like a butt plug. <laughs> Did he shove it up his ass? No, yes. So, yeah, he told me. Yeah, no. Okay. Isolate the footage. Kubrick, <laughs> make a movie about it. Enhance. Enhance. I mean, it might be a post-mortal movie. <laughs> and then they just call it the stuffing. <laughs> Please remove the ice cube, How? I don't think I can do that, Connor. <laughs> Oh my Daisy, god. Daisy, Daisy, pull the ice out your asshole. That's why the spaceship was shaped like a dick. It was I all in Kubrick's ass. The, so <laughs> the high boy on fucking YouTube. Dude, yeah. Fucking hilarious. Oh. That shaped like a fuck a bee. Yeah, sure. <laughs> But um. But um. But um. But um. <laughs> Have you ever watched How Much a Mother? No. Because there was a scene in How Much a Mother where like these kid, like a uh, Robin who's Canadian, was on a news, like a news show, and these kids, drunk college kids, were staying up, and every time she said "but um," they would drink. <laughs> and um, she found out about it, and so then the entire time she just said "but um" and made them fucking sloshed. <laughs> so every time you do it, I think, hey, Connor's Canadian, but um. I also remember that time that she uh. Got to land the whole helicopter, but none of her friends saw. <laughs> I just remember that time when Connor was plastered in the back of his car as we were going to get food, and whenever we got served, there was this long-haired dude at the checkout, or at the register, and he was like, Thank you, ma'am. Connor, that's a dude. I am so sorry! I said, have a good night, ma'am. Oh, have a good night, ma'am. That's it. Dude, Connor drunk, honestly, is was fucking men. Like, Connor's a fucking hilarious <laughs> First drunk. job was fucking men. Nice. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, when... It's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. I didn't know we could get paid for it. Nice job. Welcome to, di <laughs> welcome to Dirty Jobs. Today, I fuck men in the ass. What's up? My name's Steve-O. Today, I'm getting fucked in the ass. So, would that mean he's a penis plumber? I feel so bad for Steve-O, because every time I hear his voice, all I think is just, he's definitely getting smokers along. Yeah, dude. I gotta talk to you about the time I took a dildo on my ass, goddamn. <laughs> I mean, he's this like, he's so clean and sober now, heard. though, so, like, he's he's got a pretty good podcast, too. No, yeah, I said, no, yeah I've heard apparently he's a really nice guy. My dude, the new Jackass movie is fire, too, bro. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> the only part I saw of it recently was, uh... It was with that one guy, the England dude. I can't remember his name, but literally the whole skit was just hitting him in the balls with a hockey player, a softball pitcher. Oh, and a Danger Aaron, bro. He did the yeah, cup test. Aaron, that yeah, the first guy was just this beefy fucking African-American boxer or UFC fighter. Yeah, they told, him, they told him they got a lightweight in there. He's like, that's not a fucking lightweight. He, that's not. That's a UFC champion they got. Dude, the last cup test they did with him was a fucking... Uh... Pogo stick. Ball? Oh. Dude, the pogo stick fucked him up, bro. There was blood. Oh. Jump on my fucking dick. <laughs> With your pogo stick. <coughs> oh, God. I feel bad for when he had the softball one with the chick who was just... What, literally couldn't hit him in the ball. She kept hitting him yeah, in the she thigh. kept hitting him in the fucking thighs, man. They did, they did Aaron dirty, man. Yeah, they did a the, real... There, there was only one really bad skit in there, and they fucking... Tied him to an electric chair, essentially, and then locked him in a room with a bear covered in honey. That wasn't Eric Andre, was it? No. They wouldn't do that to Eric. They did it to fucking Aaron. Danger Aaron, the dude who took the fucking cup test. 
Yeah, but then again, I mean, it's the last Jackass movie, and I'm sure all of them knew what they were going to get. It was them. just, it was just a mean skit, man. Like the whole vibe kind of like switched during that because he, the moment he's like, what you, and they keep shocking him too the whole time. So he's like covered in honey, in this fucking chair, keeps getting shocked and like, what? Why are you fucking leave? No, I know something's gonna happen. And then they just release a fucking bear in there, and it almost bites his fucking hand, dude. Like he goes into straight survival mode. You just see him shut the fuck up. And just stare. And they keep shocking him the whole time while the bear's like licking the honey out of his fucking crotch and shit, man. It's it's not a baby bear, but it ain't a big bear, but like... It's like a teenage bear? Dude, it's... it's Fuck, it almost bit him. You'd almost say it was unbearable. Yes, very much so. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> they didn't probably get like a bear trainer in there to like... They, they did. They had to. They could. He was like, it's gonna bite my fucking hand! It's they, gonna bite my hand! They could barely... You can get a bear trainer. That bear don't give a fuck about your trainer. They could like, barely oh, manage it. Right here. Bears can be trained. Yeah, they can be trained, but they're also still fucking bears. Yeah, the fucking bears. You know that better than I do, for God's sakes. There's a species of bears that actively hunts humans. Yeah, because yeah, they, they have the bear stains. They they have a right to bear arms. Bear stains. Bear stains. Bear stains. Bear stains. Bear stains. Bear stains. Those are those are drinking bears. We had a polar bear neighbor. He was such a fucking palooka. <laughs> oh, the day with teaching assistant, brother, I go jog. He didn't even have the non bread ready. Fucking idiot. I don't know why we always sound like really old Jewish men, though. I don't either. Let's get back to Kubrick and his movie, The Sheening. I mean, Shining. <laughs> I, think, I, no, I think Kubrick's derailed. Kubrick, he got yeah. he got twenty twenty two. Yeah, he got. That's what happened. Love you, Kubrick. You're the best. Uh, I still love your movies. I'm gonna always watch them, and I'll always be a fucking pretentious prick about it too, because you're a god. This actually, do you know what kind of director? I think definitely had one of those moments of getting worse with time. In my opinion, I mean, you can fight me on it. I'm, I, that's fine. But I think, in my opinion, well, I was gonna say Michael Bay. Weird, in my opinion, like he has good movies and has bad movies. But anyway, who? Michael Bay. I mean, no. he, he knows how to shoot a film. His graphics look great. Like, his fucking, his, the camera work, like, he, he knows know. he knows how to compose a scene, but it's just, like, the writing and the shit that's, like, garbage. It's, it, it's like, garbage. Like, dude, I literally stopped watching fucking Transformers when the moment there's, like, literal testicles on a robot. Like, this isn't even funny, and I'm, like, young. It should be funny to me, but this is yeah. just stupid. But, uh, um, the director I was going to talk about was Ridley Scott. Oh. Well, like, so you're saying like his movies don't hold up? Because like that's a lie. Well, no, no, no. I think some of his movies hold. I mean, Alien is still a great fucking movie. That's it's my still, wife, that's my wife's a, favorite movie. I got yeah, the tattoo. It's just then he got into like Prometheus and then Alien Covenant, and I felt like he was just like in some weird stage of like, where do we come from? I'm gonna make these movies about creationism, and I'm just like, don't. I still kind of enjoy them. Call me. He's about us going somewhere. We're just gonna think it's Cotton Eye Joe. They're shut up. (laughs) They're fucking ruined. They fucking ruined the chestburster in Covenant. Damn, that was fucking. Ridley Scott's got fire films though, man. Fucking Gladiator. I'm just saying, when it came to Prometheus and Covenant, just fucking. No. Call Black it. Hawk Down? He did Black Hawk Down? No fucking way. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Hans Zimmer did the fucking score for that shit. No, Hans Zimmer is a legend. Oh, speaking of legend, he did legend. 
Incidentally, Hans Zimmer never went to college. He just literally came from Germany and said, oh, yeah, I can do it. And then just, like, said, fuck, okay. And then he's just been doing it ever since. <coughs> uh, well, Rand- artists exist where they literally are like, I can't read music, but I can play it. Well, that's, that's an artist. I can't just, read music, music, but I can play it. <laughs> I... He knew music. It's just, he just, uh... <laughs> I have confessions to make. I can't read music. Oh, Tokis can't read music. Can you use? No, she knows us music, thumbs like she has. <laughs> yeah. You guys actually play the music. Yeah, that's used to work. Little, ra- little random fun. fucking fact, though. Fucking uh, Hans Zimmer did the uh, composition for Crisis 2, especially the intro theme, and that fucking intro theme is still my favorite. Absolute fucking favorite. Dude, like, uh, now I just think of the overpowering organ in Interstellar. That too. Because he's just like... He, uh, he also did uh, Modern Warfare. Yeah. All, he did the Modern Warfares. Um, he also did Lion King. Yeah. See, I can understand... No, I he's Lion King. <laughs> See, I can understand the whole Modern Warfare thing, but the reason why I like the what he did with Crisis 2, especially with the opening cinematics and shit, is the op- the theme that he went for that can only be it can only be described as industrial orchestra. That's the only way that I can uh, fucking yes. describe it. Because it has this fucking raw, metallic, fucking aggressive she's like and then after the freaking uh, clash and everything, then you have the brass instruments coming in, and you have the freaking string instruments being more pronounced and shit, uh, laying the foundation for the music and everything. And then right as the fucking climax, there. God damn it, I'm getting chills just explaining it, but it's fucking amazing. Are they multiplying? Dude, they are multiplying it by a factor of fifty thousand. Like holy fuck. <laughs> he did twister. Uh, like a lot. He did the fucking stuff with Days of Thunder. He's he's done a lot of fucking movies. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys watched Toys? Yes. With Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Yes. Fucking, yeah, he did that too. But still, I fucking, I love that movie. He did Cool Runnings. Who? <laughs> it's Hans Zimmer. This is all the stuff that Hans oh, Zimmer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You're right. With the best people that you've ever yeah, seen. He did Rock. Jamaica, we are the bobsled team. <laughs> <laughs> you want to kiss me, Eggman? And the road to El Dorado. Oh, he did Gladiator. Yeah. Gladiator is one of the Mission Impossible. He's done a lot of Tom Cruise movies, actually. He just can't it's stop. He can't Black stop. Black Hawk Down. <laughs> you know what's funny? In Black Hawk Down, Ewan McGregor's in that movie. He fucking, like, goes AWOL. Like, the last scene I remember with him in it, a charge goes off, and then he just yells, FUCK THAT, and he just runs off. That's where Anakin learned it from. <laughs> uh, and see, that's when... That's liar! When, that's when liar. Ewan McGregor st- stumbles upon the men who stare at goats. Who actually was in Doctor Sleep, too. Look at that. There we go! I love how in that movie, he straight up just, like, was talking about, like, oh, yeah, they're not Jedis, but maybe they might be. And it's like, you were a fucking Jedi, you should know. I'm not... Let me taste the midichlorians out of the front of your penis, Anakin. Come here. Man, I bought freaking... I bought the Men Who Stare at Goats on PlayStation Network. I still need to watch... That's on my list what, uh, what I need to watch, too. It's worth that it. It seems like a really quirky kind of film I'd fuck with. 
Now, I'm not, I'm not the uh, substance swami of the group like you are, Matt. You know, obvious, obviously. However, I will say, uh, light one up before you check uh, before you check it out, and you will not regret it. Oh, that's my <laughs> secret. I'm always lit up. <laughs> I'm always high. <laughs> Like I honestly, like I, I am, man. When I like when pe- new people get into smoking weed, they're kind of annoying as fuck. Like, oh man, we we smoked a joint, we went to a movie. And I was like, whoa, the color. I'm like, bro, like that's like a normal dude's day for me, bro. Chill out. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Shia LaBeouf thing. It's a funny thing. Shia LaBeouf, a normal Tuesday night with Shia LaBeouf. Or for Shia LaBeouf. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> oh my god, I can't spell. Ben, you know I can't spell? Yes. I knew you couldn't spell. Whatever. <laughs> but, getting, um, people know what the fuck I'm talking about. Well, anyway. Yeah. yeah no. I, think, I mean, I'm fine with still talking and chilling. Or yeah, yeah. Chilling and like, I don't know. <laughs> when can everyone else record again? Uh, well, been... they wanted to do game night on Saturday for D&D. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to fucking do that. I'm down do Saturday. Yeah. But I'm going to go and look at getting a man of like a manufactured home on Friday because two of my friends are also going to room with me. So. Yeah. Aren't all homes manufactured? Well, no, it's the, the manufactured home. It's like a trailer house. It's like oh, a, it's nice. a it's a prefab house. Yeah. And I used to live in one as a kid. In fact, this house is almost designed the exact same way. Just flipped. Yeah. Well, we only have one left, but it's got like a really <coughs> mean Hans Zimmer in there. Like, please don't move into here. I cannot leave the closet. By the way, Matt, I just sent you the fucking track I was talking about. You'll you'll understand like right at the fucking get go. <laughs> I mean, just anything <sighs> Hans Zimmer really kind of badass. Oh, it, it everything Hans Zimmer is fucking badass, but just Hans the... Zimmer in the trailer. What's up? Shoutouts towards my homie. <laughs> Back to the makeup tutorials. Now, when you turn to put makeup on the dog, Zimmer's he in the... He does, like, those fucking makeup murder hour fucking things. Zimmer's in the trailer. He is gonna nail her. He is gonna try and he hopes that he doesn't fail her. <laughs> You're just a naughty little sailor. <laughs> I'm just a little bit of a detailer at this point. Yeah, well, we're all living in a trailer. <laughs> Mom, I'm coming home to you. Well, I uh, should probably get going. It's gonna be nine o'clock by the time I get back to the trailer at even. So. Yeah, I don't know, y'all. Uh, y'all fucking want to do any some any closing thoughts? This will be a short one. Um, just like Ben's dick. Uh, oh, fuck uh, off! Ha, 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 ha. Tiny penis, Ben Benjamin. God damn. Yeah. Well, yeah, way, way to show up at the last minute when all the work's done, you blisters. <laughs> Dude, we had some guys working with us today at the prison. Um, they were they were inmates, right? And my dad and I were running wire in a hot panel. And he goes, well, I don't want you guys to get in the hot panel. The guy's like, why is that? It's like, well, you might try to kill yourself, and we don't do electric chairs here today. And I was like, oh, my God. And the guy was like, can I, can I do it, please? <laughs> please kill myself. Jesus, Mom, you won't even let me kill myself. You don't love me. Hell. 
one one meme that I love before I was like my last final thought is uh what was that uh it's like where the parents are asking for grandkids and the guy's like the best I can do is not kill myself. God we'll dang it. it! Actually, you know what? Just give it back. Go ahead, kill yourself. <laughs> Fucking a. All right. Anybody else got anything? Buddy, you got anything? I can think of. <laughs> no, nothing I can think yeah, of. I would just say uh, thanks for if you listen to this weird episode. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you got to interrupt yeah, it. Yeah, once, once we're, we're going to get back to good old classic episodes again. I'm all settled in. They're kind of doing shit, and then they'll get settled in, and then we'll all be settled in. Go to fucking move. ears. It won't take me long to settle in. Hell yeah. Yeah, let us fuck your ears with our soothing voices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, if you got any questions, comments, concerns, bitches, scraps, complaints, then hit us up at MomentumWorms at gmail.com. If uh, you feel like throwing a dollar, maybe two, maybe five, maybe, I don't know, 500, who, who the fuck knows? 7,000? Yeah, that's your dog. <laughs> 7,000. Then uh, hit, uh, check out our About page on our Spotify link. It'll it'll give you a freaking anchor uh, support link. However, if you want to just type that bitch in, then it's going to be HTTPS colon slash slash anchor.fm. Uh, slash memento dash moron slash support. Uh, if you want to slash again, <laughs> I'm, I'm just a slasher. Uh, if you want to check out Matt's fucking artwork and maybe hit him up for some kind of fucking commissions, this guy is an absolute fucking treasure with regards to analog art. Trust me on this. Uh, then hit him up at Nosferatu dude on Instagram. That's Nazi energy drink, fur as in fur, and then a dude because he's a dude. Yeah, hits me up. I'm totally a dude. My pronouns are he, him. God. Uh, also, hell, if uh, you have a freaking audio project, or if you have a project that requires some fucking voice work, hit us. also hit us up at MementoMorns.gmail.com because our resident Canadian Texan over here, Connor Edward Gary Empey, is a fantastic fucking voice actor who just needs to find his footing. So let's... Yep, we'll, we'll act like your parents and call you out of school. <laughs> so let's just let's get this shit started, huh? So I don't know if you can hear it from there. He just shout gadget. And <laughs> gadget, gadget. But anyhow, that's all from us. So uh, later, y'all. Thank you very much. It's a great time. I'm glad to interrupt. It's really good. Oh, oh my god. Where's the stop recording button? <laughs>